the hell are you supposed to be? I'm comic book movie guy. I got a story for you, Zane. What's that? Right off the bat here. So last week, as you know, I went to Jackass. Yep. Right? Yep. And when I went to Jackass, I went to Austin McNary's house, our, our good friend Austin McNary. And when I got there, he showed me these vitamins, this package of vitamins. He's like, these are your daily supplements for the day. It's like, you should take them at all times. Like take them once a day and you just, you drink it and then you're, you're done. Right. My thing was it didn't taste great. Like it tasted okay, but not great. But what happened was I drank it all, like chugged it completely immediate projectile vomit you threw up yeah threw it right back up i couldn't believe it really so that starts today's episode of comic book movie guy the podcast it's not really a comic book story but it was green it fits into the category of that venom night when we had some whiskey the venom night <laughs> you dare bring up the venom night hey let's do it let's do it so what exactly did you bring over to my parents' house that night? What was the liquor? Uh, that would be... It was a type of whiskey. I think it was just some Gibson. Gibson? Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. And that was that's good whiskey. I We drank a lot of Gibson. And uh, what was that? We were probably 23, 24 maybe? Yeah, we were still pretty young yet. I mean, we're still young now, but I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a nice uh, sociable drink, you know? Oh, it is. Absolutely. But... We got a little too sociable that night, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, that happens once in a while, right? One drink leads to another, and then you just kind of lose track of time. And it's like, it's one of those things where you're not going, ah, you know, I got to go see Venom. Like, I need to be my sharpest, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm going to go see the Marvel Studios anti-hero Venom. I need to be really, really sharp for that movie. Yeah. It was more like, no, let's go have a good time. Sometimes you got to do it, right? Sometimes you got to have a good time. Anyways, not to get too far off track. Today's episode isn't about the Venom Night. Anyways, that ended with the same finale as Austin's vitamin drink. <laughs> For you, anyways. For the listener. That's the finale of the story. It ended the same way. Not in the theater, but in a hospital parking lot. Shout out to Sean Veldone. Thanks for the ride clarify too we didn't end up in the hospital it was just literally just a random spot that we stopped <laughs> yeah i mean this is my podcast you're my guest today zane thomas from shadow the glass everyone welcome back sir it's good to be back thanks for having me I'm, yeah uh, i really enjoyed the pancakes you made this morning and uh now we're sitting here watching the Oilers game they're playing the panthers Derek ryan just got a hat trick and they're playing really well koskinen's got up for 30 saves tonight or this morning i guess it's, uh, it's looking pretty good right now. It is looking really good. You know, and we talked about the Florida market for a bit there. And uh, I think if I were a hockey player, that's where I'd want to play. Totally. in Florida. It's way cooler there. Well, <laughs> I mean, they have an early game today. So just think about it for a second. You know, you play a hockey game. The beach is, what, a couple minutes down the road. So you're, you're going to go let, let loose on the beach with some margaritas. And, uh, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's the end of it. It's pretty nice. Imagine getting a win on a 2 o'clock in the middle of Florida 
that's the key if, if you win like i mean yeah. it might be a different story if you lose a game maybe the attitude's not there to want to go celebrate after but still the options there and that's what's appealing hockey beach what more can you ask for absolutely i got my bat suit today i saw that post it looks pretty awesome what do you think it's my first attempt at cosplay well, I'll tell you what, man, you, you sure played the part well visually of uh, Battenson. I think that's a, a good look on you. I love the Batman characters this year because they make for very simple Halloween costumes in a sense. Like if you get a decent Batman costume or for women, a decent Catwoman costume, all you got to do is find like the burglar toque for Catwoman, right? All you got to do is, you know, find a decent cowl for Batman. Like the suit itself is like quite practical. Mm-hmm. Mine's from China, yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, it's practical. So it's, it's one of those things. And I'm, I'm sorry to like cut you off a little bit, Brem, and steer the boat in a different direction, but it's kind of preying on my mind. I just want to clear this up for the audience. Last episode, we talked about how we were going to get Ido. Ah, uh, yes. After our episode recording. So I just want to confirm with everybody, big plot hole here, huge plot hole. We did not get Ido that day. What we got instead was Oodle Noodle, which I think I like better because I'm a noodle guy. So just to clarify and, and fill the plot holes and connect the dots, we had Oodle Noodle, not Edo. Yeah. And it was I, delicious. I like Oodle Noodle. It's good. It's one of those <laughs> things that slip under the slip under the rug sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like when was the last time you had Oodle Noodle? Well, I mean, I have it quite often, so that's you're asking the wrong guy. I guess <laughs> you brought it into my house, so <laughs> sorry. Today's episode is about the Batman. That's all I want to talk about. This is like, this is a bit of a special episode that's going to drop. Like I drop episodes every Thursday. Um, Thursday at 7 p.m. is the new time slot for Comic Book Movie Guy, the podcast. And that's how you're going to hear all my content from now on is on Thursday nights. We were going to do bi-weekly, but it's so much fun with the new direction and Zane running the social media side of things. It's, it's more, uh, it, it brings me to the mic a lot easier like I can come and do this and it's a lot of fun I find sometimes too you can bring out the best of your performance if you can focus on one thing some people can multitask I like to think I can multitask but I mean I have my slip-ups once in a while and I need to kind of decompress but nevertheless I just like to help people so you know if, if, if you're not knowledgeable in an area and I am I would love to help so that's like the whole point right you help each other out and uh, you can focus on your craft that is talking which is kind of what you should really be focusing on as a, a podcaster, right? So the, the social media thing is almost, I mean, it's, it's secondary in nature in terms of what you care about and what you want to do more of. But I mean, the social media aspect is just as important if you want to get more listeners. I agree. And I see it firsthand with you because this is a guy who's very green to the social media side. And you, once, like you've come, you came in over like maybe a little over a week ago and you've grown my following even just in that short amount of time, even if it is by, you know, 10, 12, 15 listeners, you know, you, there was even some people in the United States that listened and I had one in Ukraine <laughs> out of all countries. I had one in Ukraine. <laughs> I couldn't believe that either with everything that's going on there, but we won't get into that. I just, uh, the, the reason I have you on today is because we're like Thursday is this Thursday, the third of March. You and I are going to an 8 p.m. showing of The Batman with Austin McNary at the Cineplex, and we're seeing it in Screen X. 
where are you at? Are you excited? Are you ready? Like I'm, I'm going in my, in my bat suit. I've decided that's kind of a, is that, is that embarrassing to you? Are you going to be okay associated with that? Oh, you're wearing that? that I'm, I'm wearing that thing. I'm oh, wearing it to the movie. This is we're news going, to me. We're going a day before opening night. I don't know how you don't wear Batman gear if you're as big a fan as, as me. You know, I want to be that guy who in 2022, I went with my best friends to see the Batman, the definitive Batman movie, and I dressed up for that thing. You know, I want to be 60 years old and I want to tell that story to somebody. Fair. And you know what? That's going to make it all the more amusing in a great way. And it makes me maybe kind of want to wear some kind of insignia myself just to at least blend in with my team a little bit. Get a t-shirt. Get something. Yeah. You know, go to Walmart. I'm sure they got a Batman shirt or something. You know, wear some memorabilia. To any of you fans out there that are actual, like, if you're a fan and like maybe morphing into a bit of a super fan or you want to like, you know, be more interested on that side, go out and buy some merch. I'm all about merch right now. I think I got some merch hidden in the uh, Tomich archives there at home. I'll have to kind of rustle through it. There's something in there. And that's the beauty, right? You go back and you look at what you possibly have from when you were a kid. There's some valuable stuff there. I, I, I'll tell you, it's like a lost treasure. Yeah, it's things that you don't want to get rid of. Like I th I'm sure I mentioned this before, especially to you off the air, that I have a Superman costume from like when I was a kid. Yeah. And... I don't know if everybody knows this story or not. I wrote a short story about it a while back that I published online. Uh, it kind of details how powerful child imagination is. That's a great story. I still love that one. The slide. Yeah. The slide, yeah. If, if you want to if you want to read it, anybody, it's on uh, theliteraryyard.com. Uh, but it kind of just details my experience of the power that that costume gave me as a child. And of all places, I was in Banff camping camping with my family in one of those national parks. Really nice area. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've been there as a kid too, everybody listening. Pretty common area. And there was this gigantic slide. It had to be like, you, you know how big slides can get like like height-wise, Especially right? when you're a kid. Yeah, especially when you're a kid, you think it's even bigger. It's like a skyscraper, right? Yeah. But you know how big they usually are. They can get what, 10, 8, 10 feet maybe? Oh, for sure, yeah. Sometimes easily. bigger. Yeah, definitely. So, so it was one of those big boys. Okay. And I had my costume on because like Superman was my boy. You, you, you know that. Yeah. Batman's your boy. Yep. And uh, I climb up this thing. I climb up the slide. Yep. And my mom's watching me, like as any mother would, like uh, at the park, making sure that I don't do anything stupid, right? Because that's what moms do. So as she's watching me, thinking I'm going to slide down this slide, because that's what you do when you slide down the slide, is you slide down it. Yeah. Instead, I turn to the side and I jump off of it. <laughs> <laughs> I jump off the thing and I land like she told me I landed on my head but then I ask her how how am I alive well, that makes sense how yeah. am I alive today then if I landed on my head yeah. but then she proceeds to tell me and this is a universal fact that children are like rubber right? oh man they're bendy yeah like they can take a hit yeah like I've heard that about kids yeah I don't want to know myself because I know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be that dad who drops his kid Hundred percent, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do everything in my power to catch them. I know I will catch them. Bram, I hope not. <laughs> Man, I, I have to be honest with you. I'm so clumsy. Are you a clumsy guy? Uh, I can be. I'm starting to do this thing where I admit to my flaws. <laughs> it's like a, it's a healthy thing to do, but when you figure it out, like I'm the clumsiest guy on like in the world. I drop things. I spill stuff. Like I'm that guy. I'm that annoying guy. At like a family dinner who drops the barbecue sauce and it goes underneath the fridge. 
you well, know that's <laughs> that's fine because i know that in the future i'm not going to hand you my grandma's china set when there's tea in it right yeah that's right yeah <laughs> we have a china set here in this house and i don't go anywhere near it i just can't <laughs> that's okay yeah but uh yeah no when i when i fell like supposedly on my head allegedly um yeah like she was freaking out my mom because she thought like i probably died what did you like like were you asleep I, I don't know. <laughs> <Did> you... <laughs> all, all I remember really is like, I had like scrapes on my arms. Like mm. I, I came out of there pretty much unscathed. Wow. And it's like, that's kind of what my story pays homage to. It's like, you know, you do some dumb things as a kid. You really do. But yeah. you don't even think about it because you literally like took on that form of a superhero. You really, like your imagination is so powerful. You actually believe what you are in that moment you could you can convince yourself that you have those powers that's the power of children and their mind and we lose that more so as adults and it's it's kind of a shame in a way because it's a good way to look at life with a little bit of imagination and creativity that way and we we totally lose that as adults so when you have that balance like i'm not saying go jump off a slide today guys i'm just saying like you know just have that balance of you know like imagination is good to an extent you know, and, and you have those powers, like metaphorically speaking. Absolutely. I love that you preach imagination. That's something that is definitely going to tie in well with this podcast, because a lot of what I deal with is fantasy, right? It's, it's, uh, it, they're stories. They're, pe people are writing these, these tales. And that's, this is where I want to get to today. And I love having you on as a guest because every time I want to get to the topic that we're going to do, we do like 25 other topics before that and then after that and then everything in between, right? But what I want to ask you is Thursday, this Thursday, how how is that experience going to be? Like, are you looking forward to it? Are you uh, like... Do you feel like it's close? Where are you at with the Batman coming so soon? Well, let me just just tie a bow knot around what you just said previously there. That, you know, when you go into a conversation, the best thing you can do is have a plan and then not follow it. Mm -hmm. That's where the best conversations spark. You go in there thinking we're going to have all these questions, this whole itinerary, and then it becomes something completely different. So that's where the beauty lies with that. And that's where I'll leave that. But to answer your question about Batman, Bram. Mm-hmm. I am very excited for one that, you know, we can be in a movie theater atmosphere again, mm -hmm. you know, having that, that feeling of, of the anticipation, getting to the theater, the smell, the aroma, everything. Yeah. And even just the acoustics of being inside a movie theater, you know, the, the bassy sound when you hear every trailer that comes through, I'm just really excited for the whole experience itself, you know, and some of those tidbits that you showed me like with with alfred and, and battinson and and their dynamic and their character the acting is going to be superb that's what it, that's what i'm really impressed about is a lot of people can get turned off by a superhero movie because they don't think there might be great acting yeah rightfully so because in the past like it's kind of cheesy right but it's it's come such a long way that genre it's become more of like a like a a, a really in-depth piece each movie that's got so many levels and it's more than just a superhero movie at this point yeah and the fact that we're getting a grounded batman can maybe entice people more that it's not this like fantasy like unrealistic sort of universe right yeah because i saw recently too that that uh um matt reeves kind of confirmed that he's not going to be including like 
superheroes like superman and stuff like that yeah so that was taken a little bit out of context when he did say that oh is that right? so there is still a chance okay that that would happen gotcha but, gotcha but yes but yes it he he did make it sound like not right now which is fair okay. right yeah. but i think earth 2 is very interesting because that's what battinson is on right that's He's on that, set? that okay. that's earth 2 so that's another set of heroes so right? what would the earth be for henry cavill and and batfleck for me it's earth one earth one okay I, like, I don't know any different, so I would say that's Earth One. Gotcha. <laughs> but you never know, you know. Like, it's. Uh, I'm just excited for DC because I think I think they're gonna go. They're gonna start doing it right here yeah. with Matt Reeves in the trilogy, and I, I'm kind of in a state. I'm in a state of like shock that it's coming so soon, and I think that I'm not gonna believe it until I see it. Like, I'm gonna be, you know, sitting there. The credits are gonna roll on Thursday. And it's going to feel like I blinked after sitting here talking to you with this conversation. You know how that happens sometimes? We're like, it's almost like as if this period, this moment right now, we blink and we're going to be sitting at the theater in those credits. Oh, I hear you. It goes by so fast, right? Just think about when we actually watched the trailer upstairs there, like two years ago almost now. Like, let's talk for a second about how fast those two years went. From 2020 to 2022, it was so fast. It was like a like a gunshot so quick, but it was also like the longest two years of my life and the longest two years of most people's lives, I think, in the world. We kind of had our own little version of Flashpoint in real life, you know? It feels that way. It was like a multiverse, like cracked open and then, yeah, like, anyways. Yeah. Not to get too fantastical on this podcast. We're going to keep it semi-grounded. I'm going to pretend like Christopher Nolan is... Uh, producing my podcast we'll keep it grounded that's what i'm most excited for about this tone of this movie it's it's going to be grounded like the dark knight trilogy but it's going to have the fantastical side and the imagery of the comics which is going to make for an awesome batman movie i'm really intrigued by what that one scene was in the trailer where he's like walking out of the water with that flare and he's like leading people out of something i'm really curious what that's going to be i think it's going to probably be one of those like badass moments yeah that just kind of defines him as a hero almost when i was listening to the soundtrack the other day there you can tell when that moment's happening and that's in an orphanage of some sort oh is that right i think they're i think riddler's gonna lead him to some kind of an orphanage and that's what he's bailing i don't know if it's kids if it's like children or if it's like you know families that are stuck down in some kind of a basement or something but he's like i think when he lights that flare he's like leading them out of some kind of a you know, flooded uh, orphanage or something like badass, right? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be some really cool shots. Apparently, too, like one of the conditions for doing this movie, like with Matt Reeves, was Warner Brothers said there was like one condition, which was you can't make it R-rated. That's right. It had to be PG thirteen. I understand that 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 way because I'm gonna be honest with you. When I saw the the teaser trailer, like the the with something in the way in Nirvana mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Nirvana, sorry. Um, that was like a definitive moment. Like, I thought this was going to be one of those like really like heavy movies. Yeah. With with lots of good graphic sort of scenery, and we still might get that. But I mean, like you thought maybe like a pretty violent take on mm-hmm. Batman, mm-hmm. and I mean that that first trailer does portray that for sure. Yeah kind of disturbing in a way right yeah 
And don't get me wrong, like this Batman is going to have problems, right? Like that scene where Bruce is talking to Alfred, like that one that I showed you there, the way that Robert is acting in that scene, about he's like, I don't care about that, any of that. Like he's almost disgusted by it. You know, I love that acting. That's the beauty of it though. You know, I don't want to have a squeaky clean Batman in the first movie. I want to see a character that's building through three movies, you know? That's what you're going to see. And then man. he becomes that, uh, that, that perfect version that we see of ourselves, you know? I remember like my, my first real introduction to that sort of Batman was when we played Batman Arkham Asylum in our, mm. in our buddy Brandon Weber's uh, basement. If Weber's listening, hey buddy. Yeah, shout out to Brandon Weber if you're out there, Shout buddy. out to you. Yeah. yeah no, I remember that. that Xbox 360 Arkham yeah. games. That was... Uh, that opened up my world big time. Opened up my world. Yep. It was good. What a world. Yeah. That was, that was, that was incredible. That was probably 2007, I would say. Yeah, that was a that, long time ago, hey? Like that went first fast. Arkham game. Yeah. Yeah. We're very, sometimes I take for granted the era that we live in. Like we're the first people to get all the PlayStations, all the Xbox, you know, all these graphics, these amazing graphics. Like we're the first to see that, you know, so that's kind of cool. And we're lucky to have the, those Batman games because I think a lot of the the movie will be, you know, they'll pull inspiration from that game as well. I know the fighting styles and stuff are definitely like that. So yeah, no, that's great. You got you got to give a shout out to the the stuntmen. You know, their their job I think is kind of underappreciated or at least under the radar. You know, and those yeah. guys actually bring that mobility to life. Yeah, and I think that Robert Pattinson is going to deserve a lot of praise in this one because of the amount of stunt work that he did himself. He did a ton of stunt work for this. Well, you know what? When I watch the trailers and I see how Battinson kind of looks already as like a Bruce Wayne slash Batman, if you want to get on the, the, the Pattinson train, just watch a couple of his past projects like The Lighthouse or even uh, The Devil All the Time. Those are two fantastic films in which his acting is just on point just shows you what you can expect from him absolutely and and that to me is why i'm so excited i'm curious just to see how he plays it off big time and it's going to be all about him like this is a f- batman focused based movie not a bruce wayne focused based movie this is we're, we're following this batman across the pages of the comic that is matt reeves the batman but it's a motion picture and that's exciting Absolutely. And I'm sorry to change the subject on you here because we got the Euler game going right now too. Nico Koskinen is about to make 40 saves on one of the best teams in the NHL right now, the Florida Panthers. And it's 4-2 Edmonton. Yeah, who could have called that? And my jaw is dropping. Derek. I think I thought for sure. Like, I, I mean, and, and Florida's not out of it. No. By any means. Absolutely not. It can change in one goal, but that's just still impressive. But that's, see, that's the kind of goaltending we need consistently, right? Like not just every couple of games. All the time. All the time. And the problem with this team is that they're fragile because they're afraid that puck's going in behind them. Like yeah. you can tell. Yeah. You know what it's like when oh, that was close. you don't trust your goalie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You don't trust what's going on behind you. And if you don't have that safety net, you're never going to succeed. I guess you can apply that theory almost to, to our Batman movies, right? Like when you, when you have doubt about an actor. You Absolutely. Know, and, you, and you don't know what uh, the capabilities is, or you do, and you're just not like, 
because people could go back and say, oh, well, Pattinson wasn't good in Twilight. Why would he be good in this? Like, dude, that was like, what, 10 plus years ago? And that's what I've really loved about that team from the Batman, like Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, all of them. The way they talk and speak about the movie and the characters from st- from the start of filming to now, they've just been like this like collective group. And they're like, this is our story and we love this story and this is the story we're telling. Mm-hmm. Whatever you guys do with it, go for it. And I think that's the, that is the formula to success in the film industry is a point-driven, director-driven vision that gets to actually be done the way he wants to do it. Absolutely. And you know what? I, I think it's going to be great regardless, the whole trilogy, but I, I kind of feel like they sort of missed an opportunity. I don't know if he's been casted or not yet, but having Willem Dafoe as Joker yeah. at, at some point would have been awesome. I think if you're going to do Willem Dafoe Joker, you do it with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. I th- Well, I just think if, like, if you're doing dueling Jokers, if you're bringing another Joker into this universe... You might as well do it in a universe that literally has no ties to anything, mm-hmm. which is Arthur Fleck's universe. Very true. And I could see Defoe fitting in with that grounded version of a Joker or something, but I don't know what a dueling Joker story looks like. When I heard Defoe say that, I didn't really know what he meant. You know, it's funny though. I, I also heard too that uh, with that Joaquin Phoenix universe, um, who's, who's the director of Joker? Todd Phillips, Todd the guy Phillips. who did The Hangover. Yeah. He he said that he was going to probably have some kind of a spin-off version of Batman as well in that universe. Because he said like in an interview, like I'm intrigued to see what that universe, what type of Batman that universe produces. Wow. Because we got that teaser, spoiler alert, anybody who hasn't seen Joker, um, at the end there's that riot, right? And, and the whole back alley thing with Bruce's parents. We know the, the whole spiel about that, obviously. And then they tease Bruce Wayne throughout the movie as a kid. Yeah. So there is a Bruce Wayne and there's going to be a Batman in that universe. And he literally teased. He's like, I want to see that. I want to see that whole thing. So that we could very well get that whole dynamic again with that universe. Could we get like a, a killing joke movie, do you think, where he actually falls into the acid from Batman? That would be pretty cool. That would be incredible. I want to see that. And then like, that's the sequel to Arthur Fleck's Joker. You know, and then he sort of, I could see that movie ending with him, you know, walking. There's, there's so many in the comics. There's so many of that picture. Uh, Joker leaving a trail of acid behind as he walks out of the acid. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the end of Joker 2 for me. If they're going to do the thing, you know, because at first when I heard they're doing a sequel to this, you know, like I loved it as a standalone project, as a character study. But now they're doing a sequel, so now it's not a character study anymore for me. It's a, you're telling me they might do a trilogy. Well, and the standalones work so good because as people have seen, like with the Multiverse of Madness trailer, lo and behold, guess who's back in the picture? Patrick Stewart, Professor X. Whoa. In, in light of what happened with Logan, the movie Logan and stuff like that, different stories played by Wolverine. It's great to have these different stories that aren't connected to each other because you'd never like fully get rid of something you can you can always bring something back you know you can you can take it into a different direction instead of just following a, a connected dot path which is also cool too as we saw how it works with uh, mcu right but i mean when you have the standalones you're just you got free roam i think that's the future yeah 
that should be the future is standalone projects. That's why I really, and I want to get your, your take on this, Brem. Do you think we'll ever see Ben Affleck as Batman again outside of Flashpoint? Like, are we going to get that, that HBO Max series? Are we going to get that movie? What? Or is he done? It's not fair for me to comment because it's, it's uh, the Flash is his send off, right? So I need to see the Flash to see how they send him off. Because if they send him off in a way that's the most respectable, awesome Batman content that I've seen Ben Affleck do, I'm good. I got BVS, I got Justice League, and then I got that one. I'm good with that. That's a trilogy. That's where I'm at. And it makes for an interesting story. The whole Ben Affleck was the lead guy. He was going to do his own movie. There was Deathstroke involved. Deathstroke was in the movie, all this stuff. And then it didn't happen. Well, maybe Ben Affleck down the line revisits that story one day. Is, does that happen? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say no. That's my, you know what? As I'm talking to you now, I've kind of made my decision in my head. And uh, the answer is no. He's done after this one. So I would say, like, go to The Flash and go to enjoy Ben Affleck. If you liked Ben Affleck as Batman, go and enjoy his send-off and treat it as a send-off. Like, emotionally attach yourself to that movie as Ben Affleck's movie. If you can do that, I think you'll really enjoy The Flash. Good point. I guess, to be fair, too, we did get technically two full movies of Batfleck. So it's not like we got nothing. We just got empty promises of, of more, but we never did. We got two full movies, but they were six years apart. And actually, we got three full movies if you count Justice League. <laughs> well, do we count that, though? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we do. Excuse me. I don't. <laughs> I don't think we do at all. Um, in fact, I haven't watched that burning pile of garbage since... I the have, new one has come out. I actually watched that clip this morning. I just just searching stuff up on YouTube for like the Justice League, and, yeah. and that really cheesy scene where where Superman shows up for like the first time in that movie because for some reason like they felt like having two minutes of footage with him. Yeah. Um. Like, well, I believe in truth, but I'm also a big fan of justice. Oh, just man. the most cheesiest punch, like. You know, like not like a like a real brawler's punch, but like a -da 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 -da. like it was just it was. Uh, I hate it. I hate it. Couldn't I just cannot get on board with that? I'm sorry. Yeah, and I and I mean I agree with you there, and I think that uh, that's okay. We can move past this era of time, and I think that you and I have a really special uh, memory of this era of movies, and Absolutely. nobody's ever gonna take that away, no. right? So why sit there and worry about what's coming next when you can just enjoy what we've had there? Like, I think that story's told. Yeah, we came from a different, like a really interesting time of movies. You know, we had Avengers going on. We had DC Universe starting up. That's a huge era of movies, like big movies. Yep. And, and we're finally like getting into this age of just total like cgi is just unreal like you don't see that like 20 some years ago yeah this is a new age of, of movies in a sense if you make a bad movie nowadays it's because your cgi wasn't up to par or your story wasn't up to par yeah and i think with the pandemic we're on the side of the pandemic now where 
we're going to get a lot of really cool content. I think it's time to go out there and experience the world in a way that you can enjoy. And for me, that's cinema. And man, is there a lot of cinema coming. Yeah, and that's just it too. I really like the series that people are coming out with because it gives you a chance. When you have a series, you can you can dissect all the areas more in depth because when you have a movie, you're kind of limited to like the certain amount of screen time, right? Because it has to fit into this one picture. But when you have a series, it can all spread out and you can get more. So that's right. I, I like that for those reasons, but I don't like the takeaway from just sitting at home, downloading a movie when it comes out. I want to go see it. Like that's the experience of actually going to the theater. That so makes I'm looking, sense. I'm looking forward to, to that be coming back. Yeah. And I think lots of other people are too. And I'm excited to experience your first experience back at the cinemas. It's going to be fun, man. I just, I, I'll be honest with you. I just never, I wasn't really intrigued by a lot of things that came out in the last little while. So like, I just didn't really justify going. Randy and I were talking about that last night when we were looking for a movie to watch even at home. Mm-hmm. It's just the content has been so weak for so long. Like that movie, Death on the Nile, looks kind of good, but it looks like a complete knockoff of Knives Out. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's it seems like the same sort of like clue story is like rotating through Hollywood yeah. in different ways. Anyways, man, it's been nice having you on as a guest again. I've been doing shorter podcasts lately, so I think we're going to wrap it up here. Yeah, like enough of me. Like, let's just... and I've had enough of you. You know, <laughs> We'll see you next time. Get off my show. Thanks for bringing all your equipment. Okay, see you, Love your microphones. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Love your microphones. And by the way, we're going to address the live audience right now. Hello, everyone, and uh, thanks for tuning in. If you were one of the ones who stopped by to watch this episode, I appreciate you very much, and uh, this has been Comic Book Movie Guy, the podcast. My host, or my my host, my co-host, my my guest, Zane Tomich from Shatter the Glass. Thanks for being on, sir. We'll see you next time. It's a pleasure. Take care, guys. Whoa! This guy's crazy. You'll see.